0: I had the privilege of being called mom by three kiddos. Uh, one of them, which was up here, that was Macy. If you haven't met my kids, um, can you throw that picture of my kiddos up here, please? I have three called Alec, Macy, and Paige. And uh, they are my pride and joy. I love them. <laughs> and that's that's a little bit of our life right there. That's kind of them. Girl's a little bit sassy, and Alec, he's just Alec. He just... <laughs> But here are some cute quotes that I wanted to share. It said this little boy, Brody, said, Dear Mom, thanks for being my mom. If I had a different mom, I would punch her in the face and then I'd go find you. <laughs> Another one said, I asked my mom if I was adopted, and she said, Not yet, but we did place an ad. <laughs> you ever feel that way, Mom? <laughs> Phyllis Diller said, I want my children to have all the things I couldn't afford then I'm just going to move in with them. And I'm sure moms uh, you've done this before. It's sometimes I open my mouth and out comes my mother. And then monster. Momster. M O M S T E R. This is a noun. And this is what happens to mom what happens to moms after they count to 3. And then silence is golden. You know, you've heard that. Unless you have kids. And then silence is just very suspicious. (laughs) So mom, how sweet she is. How sweet she is. For me, it all started 9-11-97. I'm a what? I'm a mom. Those words changed my life forever. I remember the moment that I first laid eyes on alec i never knew a love like that and if you're a mom here today you can remember those moments now most moms say you know oh my baby is just beautiful you know and so it's a mom's love even if they're not quite so beautiful you think they're beautiful well when alec was born um, (laughs) and he's not here today so i can say this when he was born we, we didn't know. Nathan and I chose not to find out what we were having. So we didn't know if we were having a boy or girl. And so the doctor held him up and said, it's a boy. And I went, yay. Oh, I love him. But he looked different than all those movie pictures, you know, when they give the baby. He looked a lot different. You see, the cord had been wrapped around his neck Twice. So thank God that we had, my doctor chose to induce me two weeks early. If not, it may have not been a good outcome. But due to the cord being wrapped around his neck twice, he was gray. His lips were like really big. His eyes were like bulging out because of lack of blood flow to his head. And I just remember thinking, well, that's the cutest little alien I've ever seen, but I'm going to love him. He's a cute one. Later on that night, uh, everybody left the hospital, and this is back in the days you could send your kids to the nursery. I hear they're not doing that much nowadays, but, man, I enjoyed sending my kid to the nursery. I was tired. So he came. They wheeled him back in. Later on that night, me and Nathan looked at him, and I went, Nathan, he's really beautiful. And Nathan kind of looked at me. He's like, yeah, he is. I said, I have, to, I have to confess, I really didn't think he was really pretty this morning. And he was like, I didn't want to say anything, but I felt the same way too. (laughs) But as you can tell, he's just, in my eyes, he's just simply gorgeous. But when we took him home after that, man, the questions begin to fly at that moment. What do I do? How do I do it? When do I do it? How many times do I do it? How many times is he supposed to poop? How many times is he supposed to eat? Does he eat every hour, every two hours? What? Well... I went into survival mode, and I thought, you know what? I am the only one that can take care of this child correctly. This is mine. I gave birth to this child. I will be able to do it. And I began to read. I had already read uh, pre-having books and gathered information because I was going to be the best mom ever. I was going to be that mom that did it all, could be it all. In fact, my mom... And my mother-in-law didn't quite know how to do this mothering thing, you know, besides the fact they had already raised several kids between the two of them. But I knew how to do it. So if I was gone to the store or if I was gone somewhere, buddy, I had a list. At this time, you do this. At the, like they didn't know. But I had to make sure they knew how I wanted it done. And I remember um, my sweet mother-in-law, God love her, I was, Alec had started spitting up, and I just couldn't stand that smell of spit up. So I decided I knew what to do, that if he would burp, he wouldn't spit up. You know, that was, was going to solve it all. So I told my mother-in-law, whatever you do, you have to burp him. You just sit there and you burp him. Do not stop until you burp him. So my mother-in-law, trying to honor what I said, had taken him out of town for just a little bit. She pulled over on the side of the road, fed him and sat there for 45 minutes trying to burp this child because I had told her, and I guess I was probably a little stern with it, like, you burp him. You do not. So she came home, and she said, Adina, I tried. But for 45 minutes, he just didn't burp. At that moment, I realized, you know what, Adina, that's pretty stupid. You probably don't have all the answers, and I'm probably not going to get the best mom award at that moment. But moms, as we go along, you know, we have that toddler that may not quite match up to the other mom's kids, and maybe your kid doesn't talk very well. Um, One of my children could not speak real well. I didn't realize that at that moment. You know, I thought, oh, that's just cute the way she says those words. Until my sweet mother-in-law said, Adina, I think you need to get, her checked. She's not speaking correctly. Well, of course, you know, when your mother-in-law says that I took great offense to that. I have the perfect children. I know what to do. What do you know? Well, she happened to be right. My child's ears were blocked and had developed words that were not correct. And we had to put my child in speech class. Once again, I began to think, how did I miss that? How as mom did I miss that my kid was not hearing correctly? I'm definitely not a good mom. Then we send our kids to school. They start in the school age. And the first school party, we realize or at least I did, I was not that mom. You know, y'all know, you're laughing, you know. That mom that has all the perfect uh, goodies, you know, the cupcakes that are perfect, she made them homemade. Then she made matching treat bags for everybody. And then she comes in with her little tote bag and just, you know, everything's perfect. And I'm like... I barely made it to Walmart to get the leftover cupcakes a day old to rush in and get them there. Are you there with me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm that mom. That cupcake mom. But when you do that, you go, oh man, I'm just a little less than. I I didn't quite make it. I can't quite make it. Then when our kid doesn't make the team or they're not a part of that in group or maybe your kid has some type of learning disability. Well, it's got to be some fault of mine then. I mean, maybe I should have put them in private tutoring lessons or maybe I should have started them earlier in pre-K and, and maybe I should have made flashcards and, you know, what? It, it's got to be my fault. I'm not quite the mom I should have been. Or maybe you missed that special award for your child at school. That's me. I've done that. Um, my One of my dear children had an award, Citizen of the Month. You know, that's a big deal when you're in fourth, fifth grade, and you get to eat all by yourself in this lunchroom, with just the kids that got the award, and the parents come, and yeah, I forgot, and I didn't show up. Then I had a mom I'm grateful for, her, but the mom said, oh, we noticed you didn't make it today. Um, we took care of your little darling. She sat with us so she wouldn't be alone. Again, I was grateful, but again, I heard, you're not quite good enough. You didn't quite carry it. You can't quite get all your junk together, Adina. Maybe your kid doesn't make the grades that you hope they made, or maybe they don't get into the college that you hoped, or maybe they don't even go to college. Once again, we think, what did I do wrong? Maybe your kids are young adults, and they haven't made the choices that you hoped they would make, or maybe they've just totally messed up. And we look as mom and go, where do we go wrong? What, what could I have done differently? I want to help each one of you moms today. I want you to know that God has given every one of you talents. There is not a person in this building that God has not given talents to. What we do as moms, we go, well, but look at her talent. I, I like that talent. I like that mom. I want to be that mom. Or I wish I had that talent instead of unwrapping the gift that God has given us and celebrate who we are. So let me explain it like this. This will kind of, um, to ladies, this will really, I think, click with you. There are so many different ty- types of chocolate, right? There is milk chocolate, white chocolate, which is my favorite there's bitter chocolate, there's dark chocolate, there's sugar-free chocolate, there's chocolate with sprinkles, chocolate with almonds, chocolate with caramel, semi-sweet, there are more, ta- uh, more types of chocolate. And for that, I really, really thank God because there's a lot of days I just have to go grab a little piece of chocolate to make it through the rest of that day. But moms, we are like some of these types of chocolate. Some days, I'm semi-sweet. I'm riding that fence and I can be pushed over either way. Sometimes those kids walk in and go, Mom, this is, I made this great, and Buddy just pushes me right over. Some days I'm a little bitter, and it's probably just best that the kids kind of step aside. Those are the days that they usually do push me on, and I'm just bitter. It all comes out a little bitter. But even in those moments of bitterness, we are exactly what they need to help them in that moment. We really are sweet enough in that moment. This was funny, if you were at Freedom Conference, this last conference, um, after the end of a session that I speak at, I was pretty pumped up. If you were here, I was just like, I felt like I could just take on anything I was pumped up so I came out and I was going to make my declarations and have everybody make them with me and I said let's stand and I want us to declare and I was doing like this and my voice was louder than it is now and I was just forceful Alec told me afterwards he said mom for a moment I thought I was in trouble (laughs) he said then I realized oh I'm at church she's not talking to me she's talking to everybody it's okay In other words, Alec has had some of those bitter moments, obviously, more than one. Sometimes, um, we're like the sugar-free chocolate. I'm I'm doing right now, trying to lose weight, getting on that sugar-free chocolate. But sometimes, you know, they may not be our kids. We may be a little bit of a substitute. But that doesn't mean you're not exactly what those kids need at that point. No matter if you keep them one month or they become yours, at this time, God placed you right in that path for you to be what they need. So sometimes we feel a little bit nutty. Isn't that right? Our life gets really, really, really crazy. Some days, you know, some days we have those good days and it's just those milk chocolate days, you know, those days that, like that dove chocolate that is just smooth. It just, whew, it's a good day. We live for those days, don't we? Now this one. This one is, I don't think I've ever been this type of mom. It's just not who I am. I would love to be this type of mom, but I just am not. I'm just me. Um, But we have some moms in this room, more than one, that are the sprinkle mom. You know that mom, the one that does all the extras, like she has the tea parties and the beach days, and she just does it. On you're like, why didn't I think of that? Some are the chocolate cake that looks perfect all the time. I'm definitely not that mom, but whenever you visit her house, it's you know there's nothing ever out of place. You could just drop by there anytime, and it's just amazing. It's just all of her kids look just perfect. Just she, she's done all of her kids' books, you know, those books that you start when you're pregnant and you like put the time and date that they were born. And after that, it's like, it's just, doesn't get it. This mom has it all. Just that, that perfect little cake. Um, I had a kid visit my house with one of my kids. I won't say if it's male or female, so you won't even have a clue who it is, but they visited my house and yeah, I'm not this mom. Okay. So remember that. And, um, I don't keep a dirty house, but it it has stuff around. It can be cluttered at times. And um, this kid went home and told his mom, his mom said, you need to take your stuff up or something like that. And the kid said, well, Miss Adina doesn't make her kids do that. Her house house doesn't look like our house. And I was like, well, you little kid, you (laughs) little turkey, I mean, come on now. I felt like, and this mom came and shared this with me. I'm like, oh, it was just one of those days. You know how that goes. (laughs) You're right. Um, And then there's those moms. And again, this is not me. But it's what I call my Godiva chocolate mamas. They're the moms that are classy. The kids always look put together. I mean, come on. You know those Moms that you're like, I don't even know how I got out the door dressed. And the kids, hers, the kids are dressed. They're just, everything is in place. Everything matches. She just always has the right thing. I just have a question. Is there anybody that feels like just the old plain Hershey chocolate mom? No frills, just kind of simple. You just kind of like, anybody? Am I the only one? Am I going to have to eat this chocolate bar? Who is? I can't see. Faith? Here, I think I can throw it to you. <laughs> Watch out, I'm not good at throwing. Hey, I did good that time, I did good. You know, uh, a good old Hershey bar, it just gets us from day to day. It's good, it's, it may be simple, but it's sweet enough to get us from day to day. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of these types of moms. We've all been, maybe not all of them, but some of them at different parts. But I want you to know that you have enough when placed in the hands of God. Many times we still feel like we just are not sweet enough. To be honest, we're just kind of (laughs) tired. Can any mom say amen to that? In Mark 6 and 31, the disciples had been going about ministering. And they had been working and going and doing things, healing people, ministering to people. And moms, if you don't know it, when God gave you kids, that is your ministry. That is your first ministry. Before walking out the door and working a job, God gave you those kids. He's entrusted those kids into your care. And that is what you've been called to do. But as we know, we all get pretty tired going through life. And here, the disciples were exhausted. It says, then because so many people were coming and going, They did not even have a chance to eat. Can any moms (laughs) kind of know how that feels? He said to them, and this is Jesus saying this, he said, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Wouldn't that be nice? Come with me. I know there's moms here today that are tired and would just love to get away and rest. Jesus said in this, "Come, come with me. Come with me to a quiet place. Where is that at? I would just love to go to that quiet place and get some rest. Moms, we don't have to feel guilty about getting away to get rest. I know this, and you know it. The laundry will still be there tomorrow. There's going to be new laundry. I said the other day to Nathan, what is it going to be like when we just have two people to have laundry? I I don't even know. I can't even imagine. It's going to be like, freedom. You know, we're going to feel, it's going to be awesome. Um. And there's going to be dirty dishes again in just a few hours. I mean, if you walked in my house right now, oh, dear Lord, I'll just be honest. I loaded clothes out of the dryer and put them on the kitchen table. They're clean clothes. They're just not folded. And then I did another one. I still haven't folded them. It's just life. Sometimes as a mom, I have sat down, and I still do this at times. I sit down. And I'm like, okay, I just need a cup of coffee. Let me just sit down. And I immediately start feeling guilty. Oh, my goodness, your house is not clean enough. Oh, my goodness, you haven't done this. Oh, that closet looks horrible. You know, if somebody opens that, somebody's going to get hurt. You've got to do something. (laughs) And just sitting down to take a rest so many times, we just don't do that. I'm praying that you will learn to listen to Christ and just come away with him and rest. And the rest of the verses talks about the crowd kept following Jesus. So, Jesus gets his disciples and says, let's go. Let's go get away and get rest. Well, about that time they do that, everybody starts following Jesus and starts crowding him again. Does um, that ever happened to y'all? Can y'all relate to that? You're like, I'm going to, to sit down. I've got my cup of coffee. And somebody goes, Mom! I need this, mom, help, mom, I don't have any toilet paper, mom, I need something to eat. And you have to set the coffee down and go do it. Well, this is kind of what happened to Jesus. People kept pressing on him, I need this, I need to be healed. So Jesus, being Jesus, stopped and healed and touched people. Finally, after he does this for a while, the disciples finally look at him and say, everybody's hungry and and we don't have any food. Have you all been to that point where everybody's hungry and you don't have anything to feed them with? (laughs) I've been to that many times. I'm like, oh, man, there's nothing to feed these people in my house. Then they asked Jesus, the disciples said, like, what are we supposed to do, Jesus? I mean, like, do we go to town? We don't have money to buy food. What do we do? And in verse 37, Jesus said, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. So, at this point, they're like, well, we, we don't have anything to eat. So, Jesus instructed them to go gather. Go find what you can in the crowd together. Now, each of us has a responsibility together. As moms, it is our responsibility together. So, the first person I gathered from was my mother, and I give honor to her. She was almost taken from me when I was one week old. And I'm so thankful God decided to let her stay. She is the strongest yet most gentle giant I've ever met in my life. She is tough as nails and kind as kind can be. And I have gained so much and gathered so much from her. Second lady, I call her Dutta. That's not her real name, but that's what I call her. She's my Dutta. And the way our paths crossed is when I was one week old and they had to rush my mom back to the hospital She lived across from the church where my dad was preaching at, and they just walked and hardly knew and said, here's our one-week-old baby. Will you keep her till we can figure out what's going on with my mom? For two and a half months, I lived with this lady because my mom was in the hospital. They were thinking she was about to die. This lady cared for me. She is truly my second mom. She has been there. She has supported me through many, many years and still supports me today. And I wish she was here today. I gathered from her how to love outside of your four walls. She taught me that very well. Next, I'd like to give honor to my mother-in-law. Y'all have already heard me speak about her two times and how great she was and how dumb I was. Um, When I married her, I did not know I had such a wonderful gift in her. You know, I had refused to open it for a while because I thought she was trying to take the place of my mom. Nobody's going to take the place of my mom. She wasn't trying to do that. She was there simply to love and support me. And I'm so glad I finally opened up that gift because I have gathered a wealth of information from her. And fourth, I'd like to give uh, honor to Patty Johnson. Uh, They were our former pastors. And I learned so much from her. I gathered so much about raising kids because I had my kids in Austin. And I got to watch her raise her three kids. And um, one of the little examples that I learned from her is every time we would go out to eat with them, she would have her three kids, and we at the time didn't have kids. It didn't matter if we ate at the cheapest Mexican restaurant or the most expensive place. When we were headed to the car, those three little girls would look at Pastor Johnson and say, hey, Daddy, thanks for the meal, and I began to gather from her. She was teaching her kids to be thankful. They, they didn't have to say thanks to Dad. You know that dad loved every minute of it. She taught me so much, just one of the many things she taught me. So you also have gathered from ladies that have surrounded you, that have impacted your life. Some have been good. Maybe some haven't been so good. But it's your job to seek out as much good as you can. That may come through life groups, through friendships, or it may come out if you pick out a mom and go, I see, she's done a good job. What can I learn from her? What can I gather from her? In Proverbs, it says to seek her out, and that is speaking about wisdom. Seek out wisdom. You're not expected to have it all together on your own. We think we are, but we're not. This is where we have to get in and do our part. We have to gather. So when we gather, like in the story about Jesus feeding the crowd, All they gathered was five loaves and two fish. Okay, there was 5,000 men. And they say with the kids and the women, it could have been up to 15,000 people. And all it was was five loaves and two fish. Now, can you believe people forgot their snacks? I'm like, really? I mean, nobody had anything else? I mean, if I started right now, I could get more food out of these women's purse The women, the ladies' purses right now, I mean, right? There's cereal bars. There's energy bars. There's some chocolate in some of those purses in there. Some of you hit the snack deal pretty hard in case the preacher went long today or something. So, I mean, there's more food probably right here than they had. But in 37, it said, he said, you give them something to eat. Well, he knew that the five loaves and two fish were not going to feed the 5,000 plus Jesus knew that. But what he wanted them to do was gather all they could and then bring it to him. And then when they placed it into his hands, he took the five loaves, two fish. He gave thanks for it. He broke it and gave it back to them. And then they began to go out and they fed 5,000 plus that day. So you say, okay, Adina, that's a cool story. Heard about it in Sunday school, growing up, but what in the world does that have to do with me today? As we come here today, like I said, you've gathered sources from many different areas in your life. Yet, every mom probably sitting sitting in here today, sorry, feels less than. Not quite good enough. Jesus knew that we would never have enough on our own, but he knew if we would offer it back to him, that he could multiply it and he can make it more than enough. He can take your little semi-sweet moments and make them as sweet as they need to be. He can take the bitterness and add just the right mix, and it can be more than enough. What I want you to see is you're not enough as moms on your own. I'm sorry. I wish I could say, you know, we are women. We can do it all on our own. Um, I'm a pretty independent woman, but I can't do it all on my own. I will never be able to give my kids all they need or be able to feed them spiritually all they need throughout their life. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I have five loaves, to be honest, to offer them. I'm just doing good to have some milk in the fridge sometimes. But if I give what I have to Jesus, no matter how small the loaf, he's going to multiply it and make it more than enough. So moms, I challenge you today, wherever you are at this thing called motherhood, whether it's with babies and you're just like, I just wish they would sleep like four hours. I mean, four hours would, I would feel like a brand new woman. Or if you're dealing with tots and you're trying to get them to mind and try not to be too hard, but trying to do that balance. Or maybe it's with teens and you're trying to give them a little bit of freedom. Or maybe it's they're adults and you're trying to help them make good choices You need to offer him what you have. Offer him whatever you have. Whatever loaf, whatever fish you have, offer it to him and let him make up the difference. I think this is kind of a cool fact. Did you know that after the disciples handed out food and fed everybody in the crowd, when they finished, the scripture says, and they were satisfied. Everyone was satisfied. And they had 12 baskets left over. Why does it tell us about the 12 baskets? I don't know. I think it's because Jesus wants you to know with placed, when placed in his hands, it will be more than enough. Maybe those baskets that are left over for you, for those kids that have walked away, for those kids that maybe have not made the right choices, maybe hang on to those leftovers. When they come back, they'll have something. Or maybe it's for your grandkids. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to that. So maybe I have a little leftover I can give to my grandkids. But whatever it is, you're sweet enough when placed in his hands. How do you do this? How do you do this, Adina? I mean, it sounds all great and good. It's just as simple as every day in every situation, taking it to him. Finding a place of prayer. God, I don't have a clue what I'm supposed to do with this baby that's screaming all night. I don't know, I've called doctors, I've done everything, I don't even know what to do. Or I don't know what this, to do with this teen that is rebelling, I don't know God, but if you will give me the right words, the right actions, the right tone, I know I can make it. He will pour the right amount of sweetness into the mix and you will be exactly what your child needs. You are sweet enough. At this time, if, if you're a mom in this room, would you please stand? If you will do this, just do this. And this is representing whatever your five loaves and two fish are. Maybe you go, I don't even know if I have a half a loaf. Kind of low right now. I just have a little. But I want you to hold this up to God. And I want us to give the talents, the gifts that he has given, I want us to give it back to him and ask him to make up the difference. If you don't mind, let's bow our heads. I want to pray over you today. God, you see every woman in this place, and you know that they feel less than, but you know what gifts and talents you have given them. So God, I ask as we stand here today and offer back to you the things you have given us, ask that you will bless the loaves and fish, let it multiply when you place it back into our hands. As we offer ourselves to you, I ask that you would be near to those going through bitter times. Make up the difference, God, and bring those kids back to you. Those who do not know what in the world to do at this point in motherhood, I pray today that you would add the right amount of sweetness to help in every situation. Let each mom know that when placed into your hands, we are enough. I pray blessings upon every mom today to go forth and be enough. You have made us sweet enough. I pray blessings on each mom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can the rest of you sitting in this place give it up for our moms one more time today?